Hello. Hello. Hello, my name is Friendly Rich and welcome to the podcast Industry Tactics. You want to learn about the music industry? You come to the right place. She's toured the country on many occasions. And uh, my guest today on the podcast is Andrea Ramelow. She's working on a project right now with Michael Timmons from the Cowboy Junkies, honoring none other than Leonard Cohen. Uh, you'll get it. You will hear about that project and many more. She sings in Scarlet Jane and a wonderful singer songwriter. Hope you enjoy this chat I had with Andrea Ramelow. Is this working? Yeah. You good? Okay. Cool. You've been on my list, and here we are. Thank you for reaching out. My pleasure. Thanks for coming all the way uh, from the East End. I know it's a, it's, it's quite the trip. What are we in here in, in in the city of Toronto? What are we in? Is this Little Italy? No. Well, this is the old Little Italy. Yes. But it's what, it's now called York, is, the fuck. town of York. Fuck that. Weird. Eh? We're in Little Italy here. I know. It's the original Little Italy. You walk yeah. that way, and it's Corso Italia. Right. Yep. Right. And uh, there are some incredible bakeries and yes. uh, cheese markets, and you can just get yummy gelato and stuff. So I'm in the right place. Right on. Yep. Cheap, good food and yes. loud, passionate, uh, hungry people. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank. welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What shall we talk about? You have a new record that you're starting to work on, yeah? Yes, I am going to the studio tomorrow. Whoa. Um, I sort of had a nightmare last night. Okay. Uh, just uh, my nightmare was was um you're good, you're about good. me in this I was I was part of this dance group, this dance performance and Oh yeah. I was about to go on stage and everybody was ready but me and um the photo shoot I just did for the new album cover with Jen Squires, I was supposed to be in that exact wardrobe and I was rushing to put it on and I still wasn't dressed and had my boots off and my shirt my blouse wasn't done up and mm -hmm. I just was freaking out about the choreography and like didn't didn't even know how to approach going on stage and then I woke up in a sweat and okay. I think that has to do with going into the studio tomorrow because it's a panic it's a minor panic well I'm somewhat prepared these are not my own songs it's the first time I'm recording a cover album which I'm I'm really excited about um but there is this different sort of pressure about it, you know. They, um, w when you perform and and record um, and capture somebody else's lyrics, somebody else's stories, you know. Of mm -hmm. course, they resonate with you. I mean, they resonate with me, or else I wouldn't be 
doing these songs mm. and doing this album. But there's this extra pressure that uh, I, you know, I hope I I honor this artist that mm. I, I so look up to, and you know, that's been an inspiration for me as a writer since I was a little kid in in high school, actually. So. Leonard Cohen. You got it. Leonard Let's Cohen. talk about Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Well, what should we say? Um, I think the whole idea for this album um, came from yeah. um, this last, this 40th anniversary last waltz uh, big performance I did at the Corona Theater in Montreal. I think it's two years ago now. Uh-huh. Um and Leonard had just passed away like a few weeks before that. Uh-huh. So we were doing the whole last waltz shebang. And then um, if you're familiar with The Wooden Sky, uh-huh. one of my great artists, great, great band, uh, Gavin from The Wooden Sky. Yeah. And yes. me. Long hair, right? Yeah, long hair. Long hair. Really, really talented. Really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um we threw together hey that's no way to say goodbye as a duet in in the washroom we practiced it in our dressing room and then we went on stage and they put up this beautiful montage of of leonard cohen photographs and you know we were a bit shaky it was a bit vulnerable everyone was still emotional we were in montreal so i had gone to visit the house of leonard that day which i'd stayed in before because my band scarlet jane we actually were hired um by adam cohen his son to do this big um, production with him in the Montreal Symphony or- Orchestra, Place des Arts, which was like, wow. honestly, it was an incredible experience. I was brought, like, I When was that? On, that was a couple years ago. That back? was a few years ago, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we ended up wow. staying at Leonard's house there, like his home in Montreal. And I've, I've never met the man, but, you know, his ghosts were there and all yeah. his books and his Sick. family photos. And um, so we worked alongside Adam for two weeks and we were sort of like hired as the Web Sisters, you know, the background mm-hmm. harmony vocalists. Cool. Um, so that was cool. a fantastic experience and I learned a lot. And I just became more you know, entranced with with the world of Leonard, with um, him as, as a man, as a poet, mm-hmm. as an artist. And mm-hmm. so I was really honored when Gavin, uh, you know, I, I was put together with Gavin to do this duet. And the duet just completely silenced. Like, it, this room was, like, debaucherous. It was, like, yeah. loud rock and rollers just screaming, shouting, singing along to the band yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Dylan yeah, yeah, and all yeah, these yeah, yeah, great yeah. songs. And then we do this cohen thing and just like you can hear a pin drop it was so magical wow. Wow. and so i started covering that song across the country when i released my last album nuda i would uh-huh. you know throw that into the set because i really felt connected to it and it was just it's it's beautiful and it's sparse and it's simple like yeah. like all his songs they're poignant and deep and rich but they're simple you know yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. fancy arrangements or anything that gets too heady it's like everything really does come from the heart mm-hmm. um which which is what i'm really drawn to and uh you know, I, then I went overseas to tour Nuda in Italy in October, and I started, you know, I, I was doing this song as well, and people just kept on coming up to me saying, oh, we love this version, like, it brought us to tears, do you yeah. have a recording of it? No. Uh-huh. here we go. And then all it's of a sudden, organic like... organic kind of evolution to it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, the, the nice. seeds were planted, and I, I, nice. I wasn't planning on doing it. I'd never yeah. even thought of ever doing a, a cover-type album. Wow. Um, so, you know, I'm going to make it my own as best as I can, but sure. honoring, of course, his lyrics. I mean, he's a male male poet, a male writer. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a female artist. Right. Um, there's something interesting about that dichotomy, about me singing his songs, which I really like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm really excited. The whole photo shoot concept that we did, the whole like image work that goes along with it is me pretty much in a, in a, in a feminine, but in a man suit. Like, uh-huh. so I'm... Uh-huh. I'm you know, dressed as a man, which is which is fun, which is completely opposite from my last cover where I had no clothes on at all. Right, right. <laughs> Hence the, the title of the record. Yes, exactly. 
let's play something from the Nuda. What do you want to play? Hmm. What track should we cue up for the gentle listeners? Are they gentle? This is what. How? Mm -mm. No. Why don't we? Why don't you play? um, You know, I think it's appropriate to play my uh, the song that instigated the album because the album was a huge breakup album with a a fellow Canadian artist that was kind of a very public breakup. And now, since I'm going through yet another heartbreak, which I thought I, I, you know, wouldn't be here so soon. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. You're everywhere, which was the the first release, the title track. Here it comes now. You're everywhere.
cheese everywhere. Andrea Ramolo. Close. Ramolo. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. It happens all the time. The day before she goes in, that's from her last record, Nuda. Mm -hmm. The day before she goes into the studio to record with Michael Timmons of... The Cowboy Junkies. The Cowboy Junkies. Now, wh I, yes. I just saw them at Massey Hall last week. Wow. It was incredible. It wow. was uh, Lee Harvey wow. Osmond right. with uh, the Sky Diggers, all, some of my favorite bands Holy all shit. together, and then the Cowboy Junkies. And like they they were heavy. Like It was yeah. rock and roll, and wow. just they're incredible. They're, the band is so tight. And Margot, I, like, yeah. I just want her career i want her uh, i love how why what, just, what is it i mean she's so like she her, just has this confidence yeah. and strength about her yeah. and her voice is so rich and so deep and soulful but it's so unique like i've never heard a voice quite yeah. like hers you yeah. know that's great that's a great line i want her career i want her career yeah like um uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you just admire everything about it. You're like, this is great. This is a great path. Yeah, and I have you had, had the chance to tell her that? No, no? I mean, I t I told Michael because Michael and me are pass in this on. Yeah, yeah, all the time. So hilarious. My, Michael's my and um, but yeah, I get to see Michael tomorrow and work with him. And also, he's a genius. Like, I've worked with many producers now, both with yeah. the, Sc the Scarlet Jane project yeah. and uh, in my own solo career. Because this will be my fourth solo album wow. and then my sixth studio album since 2008. Right on. So in a decade, you are a hard working. You are doing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm That's I don't, the I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, but I'm working. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. working hard, and yeah. I, I just love making music. And you know, there was a bit of a transition this last year where I thought, okay, I was going to move in a different direction, and yeah. and still always do art, always do yeah. music, but yeah. yeah, I think life happens in the way that it has to happen, yeah. and uh, yeah. music has come back to save me. Like. Honestly, well put. Th this well put. Is, yeah, that that's what it exists for. It always you know? has been like that yeah. for me in my yeah. life. Yeah, that's its space, and yeah. I can always count on it to pull me through like very difficult times, yeah. uh, transitional times, grow growing periods, and uh, yeah. So I need it now more than ever, and it's right just on. yeah, it ends right up being on. perfect timing that this is what's happening. So, and where are you guys gonna record? So he has a neat little studio, which is the Cowboy Junkies studio um, cool. near Hughes Room in Toronto. So right it's, yeah, it's in the right West on. End. And uh, I'm, we're actually bringing the band in um, in a few weeks. So we're, we're going to start with, with my baritone guitar because I play on this project, on my solo project um, as of late, like with Nuda and then this. Mm -hmm. And I think just just from here on in mm -hmm. I, I play baritone guitar instead of is acoustic. that what's behind you yeah it's right beside right. her head gentle yeah. listeners it's really gentle listeners it's right above me and it's oh, good good that's cool yeah and it's like somewhere in between a bass and a guitar so yes. it's low yes. low resonation and uh i don't know it's just really soulful and it's dark i like dark i mean i'm yeah, doing yeah. a leonard cohen album yeah, right yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. You're going to drop your voice like six octaves and just go for it? Yeah, maybe we'll put that like slow motion effect on it just to creep people out. So what's the next two weeks going to be like pre-production or? Uh, well, no, I mean, this is tomorrow's the only tomorrow's. day of pre-production. And then we're going right in on. with the okay. band and we're going to do okay. two days right off the floor. We're going to get all the tracks. Cool. And then I'm going to bring in my best friend, Sarah Featherstone, who's. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. She plays a bunch of stuff. She plays violin with me usually live, great, but she's going to play great. some harp on one of the songs. Fun. So it'll be trippy. You got it all mapped out? Pretty much, but we're leaving. Like, we're definitely leaving room to explore. 
Okay. Um, Who's in the band? Who's in the band? So I have Tom Yuhas on guitar. Come on. Tomai. 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 And Derek Guyberson, who also plays with Tom on Saturdays. And okay. he, uh, I met him and we, we clicked right away musically and as friends. We did this production at the Coal Mine Theater in February of Fleetwood Max Rumors. So it ran for, f- I don't know, three, four, five weeks. Wow. We were like a family for like almost awesome. a month and a half. Awesome. And he's an incredible keyboardist, and he plays synth real well. And he just has, yeah, he's just so skilled. And then this uh, this guy I've never played with before, but they both recommended him because they both play with him at the Orb Room called Dave Gavea. Okay. And I've known him for years through that scene because I used to actually work work at the Orb Room. Oh wow! And uh, so he's gonna do a bunch of percussion and some straight straight up drum stuff. But this album's pretty sparse. So you know we're we're definitely doing a stripped down but really vibey, yeah, kind of cinematic textured thing with it. So. Is Adam Cohen gonna? Are we gonna call him and bring him into this or what? Uh no, I think he's busy doing his own things. You're not gonna bug him. <laughs> no. Does he know about it? Uh, I did tell him about it. Yeah. 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 Well, you. I just appreciate the way you you what you do. You know, and uh, the way you kind of. I'd like to learn a little about how you kind of go about this because you're very hardworking. You're very persistent. That's evident in in what you put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, industry tactics. Tactics. What are you doing? Like you're taking the photos. You're doing a photo shoot. I already did it and before we, the record. Yeah. See, that's that's backwards to me. I know, but you know talk what? To me. There's no right way to do this. No, talk, talk to me. There's no right way to do this, and I don't know if I've ever done it that way before. But oh yeah, okay. Cool. I mean, I've great, worked with great. Yeah, I've, I've worked with Jen Squires since yes. the beginning of time, and she's one of my best friends. And yeah. uh, oh, oh, sorry, hi sorry. There. Hang on, hang on. Wow. My phone's going off. What a ring! What a ringtone! I know, right? Horrible. Hold it's on, hold on. Very comedia del arte. Sorry, sorry. Hi, mom. I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> I was gonna get it. Call you back. I'll later. call them back later. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Go ahead. Okay. So you're working with Jen Squires, who you've done a lot of work with over the year. Yes, many, uh, many times. Shot with her. Feel so comfortable with her. And it was a very small set, just me and her. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shed a couple of tears. Uh, oh. Wore a couple of uh, pants suits, you know. You shed a couple of tears in a photo yeah. shoot. Yes, but you know those photos will not be uh, revealed to the public. That was just for her and I. But she she's able to do that with you. You're able to get there. Well, we're just so comfortable. There. Yeah, so comfortable around each other, you know. And uh, it was oh. just really beautiful and um, and and just you know we got. I, I mean, we sat here. She came over for wine last night, and we yeah. sat here looking through them, just picking out potential covers. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. So you're going for it. This isn't like the, you're, you're going for cover photos immediately. Oh yeah, yeah immediately, yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah, because I and know then the rest can be used as uh, promo or what have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, and promo shots, they like the horizontal, not the vertical. This is what I've learned See? over the years. See, industry tactics. Why do go. they like the horizontal for print? For media. print media. Oh, now that print media has passed away, but it hasn't completely passed away. It's, it's gone. Well, no, there are still newspapers that do album reviews and Dead. show reviews. <laughs> I know. I wish it was more alive than <laughs> yeah, than kidding. it I'm is. Just, but I'm yeah, around. but yeah, okay. And even horizontal. for the internet, I think yes. I think they, you know they're they're asking for these horizontal JPEGs. So I mean, you want keep th- that in mind. This is the business aspect of it. You know, you you work your craft. You you yeah. put the magic and beauty into yes. in, into creating, and then from that point on, uh, after that's all done, you you need to take you need to become a business person, right? So this is a a thing that I think a a lot of artists do struggle with. Either they're 
really great at the business aspect of it and then they're missing the whole journey magical kind of like what's on stage they forgot about what's on stage what's on stage and also like their personal practice like what what do they do to stay vibrant to stay inspired are they writing or not even writing but are they like are they present are they like looking at the world around them and processing it and how do they do that through mm-hmm. language and sound and are they working on that you know what mm-hmm. i mean so and i mean we all go through these mental block periods like i had one this this year that was like super frustrating i didn't know what to do with myself yeah, yeah um yeah. luckily i also teach high school on the side so that kept me okay. sane okay. and you know paying paying my grocery bills and all yeah. that yeah but then uh, you know on the flip side you can't i mean not that you can't there are some brilliant artists who i'm sure they have lots of other people running the show for them mm-hmm. in terms of the business aspect mm-hmm. But in a kind of do-it-yourself world um, where the industry has changed so much, I really do feel like it's to everyone's best interest to just be able to handle all those aspects, you know? Do you, are you, you, you get your hands dirty and all that stuff? Like when you put plotting out like a tour or a, Absolutely. Or a marketing plan for a record or any of that stuff? Like you're, you're right in there? Absolutely. Like my last album knew that I was really fortunate that I got a lot of factor support. Cool, so cool, with cool. that, I was able to... F- hire people um that i chose so i hired a marketing director an amazing publicist um different advertising spots all that stuff and people to work like my artwork my website yeah all all of those um aspects and then uh but but with this project this is a like a heart and soul project there's no grant i'm paying for it myself i really wanted to make it great great. yeah i went through a kind of dry spell and i was like you know what i just want to make music i want to make music i love and that i'm drawn to and that i'm connected with and like you know what? I love these songs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. again, like the seed was planted with doing that one tune live. And I mean, I've always kind of... That's cool. That's yeah. a cool way to start it, right? Like just it ha- it's the it's a, sounds very organic the way the whole thing has come to be. Yeah, it's almost like the audience yeah. already, they're asking for it already before it's done. So I'm going to create something and, and yeah. give them what they've already asked for. Yeah. Um, but also something that I, I, was, I was loving doing, so... Talk to me about um, kind of how you came to music. Like, what what did you <laughs> went? How did that? My stories are always years, depressing. You know? <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, whatever. Okay. whatever. Honestly, just depressing. So I was actually a dancer my whole life, mm-hmm. and you know, I was kind of an academic. I got two degrees in university. I got my teacher's mm-hmm. degree. I was gonna. Mm-hmm. I don't. I really. I don't really know what I was gonna do. But at the time, I thought I was gonna want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was trying to audition and live that horrible life that just oh yeah oh my it's such a tough life like just waiting around for someone to maybe call you to maybe get like a a a try like okay go go and audition this piece to me anyways it was just my soul doesn't really take well to it i love performing and i love acting in a role but to get to that that point was tough yeah so i kind of took all these other skills and i hadn't even actually picked up a guitar until i was 23 okay and my dad had this old guitar because my dad's pretty musical he plays accordion and concertina and harmonica and uh, you know all the old italian yeah staples and yeah Yeah. you know um tishendi delle stelle at christmas time so we grew up in a pretty musical family my brother's actually also a musician he's an experimental musician oh right on yeah and he does his own recordings and what does he go by what what's his name well, he's in four projects, but the project that he uh, was released under Constellation Records okay. out of Montreal was called Cora, yeah. K H O R A. 
Okay. And his well, name I know is that Matthew. Label. I gotta look. I look, gotta look up that project. Yeah, Cora. Good, so, good. Um, shout out to Matthew. Shout out to my brother. He, you know, he probably won't be listening to this because. Oh, come on now. He's come tucked now. away in his basement studio. Come working, on now. Or he's probably still sleeping actually, because it's what time is it? Four p.m. Gentle um, listener. <laughs> but uh, my mom actually was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer when I was okay. twenty-three, mm-hmm. and it was a tough time because yeah, you know that's always a hard thing to handle when you yeah. think your parents gonna not make it and during that period i you know it it was like just a again very organic my dad had this you know old beater in the basement i picked it up and i'm like i need to Mm. keep my my mind occupied like i was just completely dragged down and really really scared to lose her and so i ended up looking on the internet to see how to play a g chord how to play an e minor chord you know and i just i ended up writing a few songs one one of the first songs i wrote was for my mom's struggle and and sort of her her fight through that cancer and she survived right and yeah and she survived another cancer after that so she's killing it she actually came over today to help me clean my house oh right because it's been a mess she's a good italian mom (laughs) but um that's how i started playing music and and then i you know i was i was uh dating one of the like a a canadian drummer at the time we we uh, had a home together we were together for four years and he was playing with Big Sugar and Ian okay. Thornley and Serena Ryder. And mm. So I was always kind of this fly on the wall. And I didn't even really want to pursue music because I was mm. trying to do other things. But it's almost like I got this homework. That's yeah. yeah. Wow. Like wow. I got this like boot camp on how to live in the, in the 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 life of a musician. Like you kind of got it. It was a window into the scene and, and it seemed to have stuck. Yeah. And also I was exposed to really talented players. Right. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. set the bar um, high. And, uh. you know, when you're it's like a, a kid who grows up around around music or grows up right. around, you right. know, right. racing cars or carpentry, whatever you do, you, it's kind of instilled in you it becomes part of your fiber and your huh. being. Right. So you just kind of become pretty okay at it right yeah yeah so i just started writing songs to get me through that and then it turned into my first album which you know is a cute you know it's sweet little right nice first album but yeah. i mean it's very far away now from how i identify uh, as an artist music has become a bit of a like it is getting you through right i mean it's it's definitely a helping hand, it sounds like, in your life. Oh, my God. Music has saved me so much money on therapy. Yeah. Although I still recommend going to therapy. But sure, sure. It's just, you know, and, and again, like, I guess, I don't know. I guess just being on stage since I was like a little, little girl just yeah. dancing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I learned how to share. That's the way I learned how yeah. to, like, express myself. Like, I can't help express myself, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. some people are more quiet into themselves and... uh that's not to say I'm not socially awkward. I'm completely socially awkward. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something... I didn't mean that. Like, yes, you are. I meant, sure. Uh, yeah, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. yeah I'm, I noticed you when I walked yeah. in. But, um, but yeah, being off the stage, you know, because I, I, I didn't tour so much this year, as much as I would have, have liked. Yeah. And as much as I had in the past, like, there was a time I used to live in my van and yeah. you know, travel around yeah. North America for three years. Yeah, like, you really... You've got that... Uh, and, and is that all... How do you, how have you mapped those out? Like I'm just fascinated by that. I'm just like, well, I feel is like there a booking agent or three or well, what? with like Scarlett Jane we had a booking agent. Yeah, but with my solo stuff I still don't. And I, um, I mean sometimes I wish I did, and it would be nice to yeah, no you doubt know, carry that burden, carry the weight, and help out a little bit. But the first few tours I did, I remember it's I hustle. Think, yeah, like I think I played 200 shows almost in one year, and uh, that huh? was a lot of uh, for me 
escapism too. Like I wanted to, I wanted to get away from like sure. the bump and grind, the nitty gritty. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, an old relationship. Um, sure. Probably still running from a bit of the pain of my mom's illness and all mm. other stuff mm. that you don't deal with as a human being. Mm. And it was just this wild adventure. So mm. I just spent all my time, every waking hour that I could. Like I remember spending eight hours a day to twelve hours a day on the computer, calling up gigs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Make, making them book me. Be like, That's no, fun. this is yeah. And it, it was fun. fun. It was like I mapped out my 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 life, my traveling, and all those relationships, eh? Like, like uh, you're honing them. You're still in touch with. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like once you cast your net that wide, it, yeah. I mean, most of those people are still there when you need them, right? Like it's well, the the, the venues, you mean the whole well, thing? Yeah, right? like, the whole yeah, thing. The, I mean, some you know, it's sad to see so many. It's a network having closed yeah. down over the years you're for right, sure. Right, right. Um, and things are always changing. I mean, a decade ago, this you know, there were other venues that we played, for yep. example. Right, um, right. But there are always you know those connections that you make. It's almost like you've built little pockets of families yeah. across. Definitely That's across it. Canada for That's me, yeah. and in Europe yeah. too. I loved yeah. like my Italy tour in October was so fun. It's just so enriching, and they're just so excited to. I guess also because I'm a foreigner, you know, I'm a yeah. Canadian, even though I do speak right. Italian. I right. could connect to them on that level, but um, they love Canadian music. Yeah. Like I found yeah. that the pockets of, of 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 places that I did play, they were like familiar with the Cowboy Junkies and mm-hmm. Lee R. V. Osmond, and, and they loved that. I kind of right on. You know, was familiar and came from that that sort of crew in Canada, and cool, uh, cool. yeah, there there was a lot of respect, a lot of love, and uh, mm. so I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna hopefully take this album back there in 2019. Right on, yeah, right on, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> and what um what excites you about kind of? I mean, I know we talked a little bit about like sure venues might might come and go, mm-hmm. print media has passed on. <laughs> But what oh, excites you about the the uh, the industry and where it is now today in terms of like, I mean, yeah, you can do that hustle. I mean, whatever with technology being where it's at, like, what what how, how have you seen doors open for you on that end too? Well, I think that um, everything is just so accessible, and that has its like pluses and its minuses, right? right? right. But um, you can reach people through so like the social media thing that exists. You know, yeah. I'm still always yeah. negotiating my relationship to that because, yeah. you know, I've been taught and told through various media personnel yeah. that like you know you need to be um, engaging your fans, posting engaging material, right. you know, two posts a day. And I started doing that, and I was just like, I'm yeah. not. I don't. I don't. I didn't feel that it was coming from like a real place, like my heart. Like if I have something that I really want to share, I always feel like that reaches people in a, in a real, in a more real way anyways. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I noticed that like if I'm, I'm posting something I've been through personally, which I don't, I actually don't, I'm not afraid to share that because that's so much a part of me as an artist as well. Like my songs are very, um, autobiographical, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, my life is very, and, and, you know I think that um, the role of some artists is to to be that mirror to uh, to society to other people to to share in in certain things and and expose certain highs and lows of of being a human that not everyone really maybe has access to expressing and like I know as a listener of music Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I'm always drawn to you know to people yeah speak it like it is and who share the the but you know the hard stuff about life oh. and um so i think that i guess you know with social media and and technology the way it is you you yeah. do have access to 
to sort of run your own show. It's basically yeah. like there's a sense of kind of freedom. But in the freedom, I do find that there's a bit of a lack of structure and it gets oversaturated. Like this world is so full of everything now that it's, it's distracting. Yeah, it's pretty distracting. And and you I got to be careful. Like exactly. It's all there, but you really got to be careful when you go to it. Yeah. yeah. And you, ha- you have to really be mindful of like what yeah. you're watching, how it's it's yeah. affecting you and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, th- I think this is a relationship a lot of people are exploring with this stuff these days. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it'll evolve and, and you know, as it grows, we're going to grow. It's going to change still. Like yeah, we have yeah. no clue yeah, what's yeah. to come. I mean, I mean are, are, but, but when you, when you think about releasing this next record, uh, the Leonard Cohen, what's it called? It's, do you have an, you have a name? I don't even you know have a name. name. Nope. And to be honest, knew okay. that didn't come okay. till the very okay. end, like right before print. So when that comes, right. I mm. mean, do you, are you thinking CDs? Vinyl? So I know. Well, definitely vinyl. I love vinyl and I sold a lot of vinyl for Nuda. Okay. And I just love, I, like, I, yeah. I have a vinyl, you know, a record yeah, player yeah, and, a, sure. and vinyl, and I yeah. enjoy sitting down and flipping a record over, right. and it's nice to sit with friends and do yeah. that and chat about it, yeah. because it becomes more of a conversation than just, oh, I want to listen to this song, and I want right. to listen to that song again. Like, right, 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 right. But, um, and even with new that I got cassette tapes made, which I didn't get what? very many, but a Good few, a few people actually hey. bought them. Right on. Um, but I, I wasn't going to get CDs, and yeah. then I decided, you know what? There are still like I do play a lot of of, of folk shows yep. and listening rooms and house concerts, and yep. there are You're still units. Are you moving units? Well, I mean, you know, nobody's selling millions of dollars You're moving here. Units, but You're moving I'm, units. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting the music out into the hands yep. and ears of the yep. people that want it. It's a business card. It's a business card. It's actually a really nice business card saying thank yep. you for coming to the show yep. and uh, and thank you for still listening and, yep. and keep on listening. Enjoy yep. the songs. Share it with people, you know. Yep. At the end of the day, I don't even care if they rip off the CD or burn it for people. Right. At the end of the day, it's like right. if people are enjoying the music and digging it, then that's all that Have I, you ever done the USB stick? No. With your name on it? Huh. No, I, no? I, Selena Martin gave me a USB stick of her uh, her last rack. Did you like episode forty two on Industry Tactics? Oh, Selena wow. Martin. That is a good memory that you have. There. Episode thirteen, Jada Kelly. Oh, my one of my best friends too. You see, who? Let's go back know? through the catalog. But yeah. um, so you haven't done the ding dong. You haven't done the uh, the old USB ding dong. No, but I might do something digital like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. either a card that you have to input. Yes. One of those. I mean, I, I'm Swipe not familiar card. with that stuff, but I, I have to get familiar with it. Uh, but again, it's going to be like th- this album. I'm going to start actually an online uh, pre, pre-purchase. pre I don't like now to call what it. Is, now, how? What, what is that? Well, okay. I've done it. I don't know if. It's basically to basically. Okay. The people that are going to buy your album already anyways are yeah. gonna buy the album right they become like shareholders buying it before it's made yeah it's almost yeah. like they're uh got it got it they 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 believe in you so much that they're giving you a loan to pay for the album you're gonna give them anyway so it's it's almost like in it what, what labels used to do back in the day when they you know there there were really heavy duty working labels which yeah. there's they yeah. still exist but right. you know they would give you an advance and this right. is just now, you know, reaching Among out to your the community. Yeah. And uh, when you're sitting with Jada Kelly, yes. Are you brainstorming these kind of industry schemes? <laughs> well, we talk mostly about circle? girl stuff. And, oh, uh, come on. But we do actually, you know, we're she's talking about stained glass. <laughs> she, she's making a lot of, yeah, and she's how very it's talented. funding her music. I mm-hmm. love that. I know. Brilliant. 
Amazing. I love it. Fantastic, see? right? Yeah, and a lot of people see a lot of 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 my friends, other yeah. musicians. Yeah. You know, everyone has these other talents that can sort of get um, explored and drawn from when you're doing this kind of stuff, right? Like it Cindy in Scarlet Jane, she makes leather uh, guitar straps and stuff, leather Shit, wow. bookcases and guitar straps. So she did that for her last album fundraiser, and. Uh, huh. To be honest, I'm just going to go straight up and be like, hey, you want a copy of the album? You can buy the CD or the vinyl. Pre- yeah, you pre-purchase. don't got to do a... Well, you know, my talents are like dancing, and I don't know if I would really offer... I mean, last time I offered online dance instructional videos, mm-hmm. and that didn't fly really? so well. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to offer that again. <laughs> so, um, wow. Okay, and how did you connect with Cindy? Because you go way back with her and became Scarlet Jane. How did that thing evolve? Well, Cindy and I were friends... Like from 2000. Cindy Duar. Cindy Duar, yes. Okay. So we've been friends since 2003. Wow. So a long, long time ago. You got a good uh, brain for time. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we talk about the story a lot, especially okay. when we were, you know, on stage sharing yeah. oh, sharing right, our life right. story okay, together. So we, you're like, this is part of my band. Oh, yeah, right. man. We've done so many interviews okay. together that this is. Okay, so you know, 2003. I actually met her at the Orba Room. So I was working there and I used right to on. sing with a band called Stifler's Mom uh, okay. occasionally, okay. which was a cover band. So I was like the female vocalist when I would step in uh-huh. and they would need me and then I worked the door there for them as well and she came in one day with the trues who were all of our mutual friends Um, so we met through them and we just clicked right away and so we started jamming together she actually taught me one of my first songs um, well not one of my first songs but early on in in my career of playing uh, guitar she taught me like Blackbird by the Beatles okay and uh, we just hung out drank wine talked about art made art and we would always be very inspired by each other and and just like there was a you know there was this chemistry between us as friends sure and that you know developed over time she had her French albums out I did my first album then my second album we sang on each other solo albums great great then she released her English album with Colin Cripps I sang on that and then at the end of that, you know, we both went through mutual breakups mm-hmm. and we're like, what are we going to do now? Because we were kind of living, I was living on the road with my partner in the van. She was mm-hmm. living in a, in a place with her partner. So we came together, we got an apartment in Toronto's West End wow. and we just, it all became about this band. Like, let's start a band. Mm. So our home was the band. Like we, we built the band, we opened a bank account, we we wrote a bunch of songs. Whoa. We took ourselves to Mexico, locked ourselves in a, in a resort and wrote the entire album. I think we got pretty sick on that trip too. Um, mm. Then we released the first Scarlet Jane album. We re-released it with Warner when Jake Gold came on board to become our manager a few years later. Then we did our second oh. one with, uh, so the first one was done with Stu Crooks. He's awesome. Stewie Crooks. Yeah. He's moved. I think he moved to Paris. For shut the fuck up. I when did that God, happen? I don't know. I was texting with when him. When did that happen? Maybe like a month ago or maybe now. It's I happening. I said, when did that happen? Sorry. I when had did to, that and happen? I repeated it because it, it felt wrong. Yeah. He moved to Paris. I think so. Or somewhere in France. Something right. happened. Yeah. And he has a baby now and he's doing yeah. great. Yeah. And he was a pleasure to work with. I really like that guy a lot. We, we got along Oh, man. Well. Shout out to Stewie. Yeah. And I love our, fir- our first Scarlet Jane Counting album. baguettes so fun. as we speak. Cheese, baguettes, wine, all the good stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then he we did, released... He, sorry. He, he, what was he doing in the mix? So he produced the first Scarlet Jane okay. album. At okay. At the woodshed. Yeah. So that was good. That was fun. Jake Gold managing... Stu Crooks producing at the woodshed. 
Yes, although nice Jake formula. wasn't Jake wasn't managing us when we did the album, so it was all do-it-yourself indie styles in the beginning. We oh. were actually called Calamity Jane first. Ah. So, yeah, then we changed our name, thank God. And uh, then we released our second album with Under Warner as well, um, which we had two producers, um, Chris Stringer and Colin Cripps. They worked together to produce it. And uh, Great yeah. people. Yeah. Then we toured our butts off, and we kind of burnt out and got really tired and kind of needed to go back to our center and find cool. our own voices cool. again and yep, yep. do all that that you do as an artist. And, yep. uh, and uh, yeah, I released Nuda. She released a new French project, too. Cool, yeah. cool. Let's let's play something from uh, maybe the Stringer, uh, the Stringer Crips uh, produced record. Scarlet okay. Jane. Here we go. We're gonna queue up. Uh, oh my gosh, I have to remember this record. Um, maybe come around. There it is now. <laughs> come around. And you notice on my arm there? I think I have either shingles. No, you don't. Or heat rash. Don't touch anything. And here it comes now. Shingles. Do you want oil of no oil of oregano? <laughs> no, I better not. I don't believe in that. Come on. Okay. Oil of oregano is not doing anything for you. <laughs> it does. It helps your colds. Here it comes now. <laughs> come around. Come around. <laughs> Hey 
right, cool. That was Come Around, produced by Colin Cripps and Chris Stringer. You recorded where? That one was recorded at the bathhouse. You just heard Scarlett Jane getting out there in bath. <laughs> I mean, you are tapped into the industry. <laughs> bath, Ontario. Yep. Home the of the Tragically the, Hip. Yep. No, well, that's their studio. In their studio, right? Yeah. Yep. What was that like? <laughs> Recording with Blue Rodeo royalty what? at the Tragically Hip's warehouse. Well, it's, it's fun to be surrounded by all the ghosts. Yeah. Sleeping in Leonard Cohen's bed. Uh, I mean, I or, think or you should spare bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, exactly. right, right, right. In yeah. his spare bedroom. No, I mean, wow, yeah, wow. everything's been... It rubs life, off, doesn't it? It rubs off. Yeah, it, it inspires. Life's been... Uh, life's been great life's given me some incredible experiences you know yeah. like like we talked about in the beginning the ebbs and the flows right yeah 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 right on well thank you for sharing um hey, what maybe share with us like you've done a lot of time on the road maybe share with us if you can i always like to mm -hmm. ask one of your like fondest memories performing oh my gosh um you know what actually i do have one that it was kind of um intertwined with like romance so um it was um interstellar rodeo yeah in edmonton it wasn't my show you're in edmonton edmonton no edmonton okay edmonton's much smaller and we usually try to pass that when we yes, when we drive through new brunswick really Sorry, really one of my worst jokes okay, i think so there's like a, there's like a chicken place there that i had uh, i celebrated thanksgiving <laughs> at once it was very depressing i think it was saint hubert that sound depressing at all like a saint well, a saint hubert um yeah. thanksgiving is like right where it's at oh my goodness Come as on. my family was eating delicious home-cooked meals i was right. sitting there crying into my um rotisserie you, chicken yes no no yeah. no that is a good image okay uh -huh. so you're in edmonton you're edmonton in, at, the, at the interstellar rodeo yeah yeah and it was um so my partner at the time tom wilson okay. he, episode uh, 49 uh, oh my goodness look at that you have an inc you have a, fo a we're doing it memory. we're doing it um I so made those numbers up just uh look, oh, okay. if you do want to listen back just <laughs> don't, go don't. to industry at industry tactics okay and and get the actual numbers go keep going google so tom he wilson had, yeah so he had a lee harvey osmond set and he played it solo and he we i'd been on tour well we'd both been on tour all summer so we hadn't seen much of each other so he flew me out to like hang out for a few days which was awesome from cool. somewhere i think i was somewhere in the west coast and uh we had co-written a bunch of songs on his new like newest album at the time beautiful yeah. scars yeah which right. a few of them made it onto nuda as well actually wow. so it's wow. kind of like the Very two cool. albums were Very a conversation cool. with each other which was nice but um we got up on stage and we sang a few of our co-writes together and i think we did a cover song too and one of one or two of his and i don't know it, the crowd was so loving it was you know in the bright of day it was an afternoon um we were so in love at the time mm. and i just remember i was like crying through the the the, oh, the singing like their performance it was so moving and he, like he got down on his knees and we we were, our heads were together and we just like there there's such a good vibe and uh I really felt alive and I I, right. I felt literally like the world around us didn't exist but that we were doing the performance of our life it was really really cool so that wow. that was a, a wow. big one and then of course the 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 experience with Adam Cohen sitting beside my best friend in these ball gowns with like an 80 piece orchestra behind us no uh, like it was all acoustic right in this wow. gorgeous plastic art theater yeah. Yeah. and yeah. like yeah. you could hear a pin drop yeah. and yeah. uh yeah. That was pretty overwhelming. Sounds heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. It was heavy. It was cool. What was the tune that you you were singing with Tom in Edmonton? Let's let's go out on that. If you have, do you have a recording of it? Uh, 
Yeah, we have a few recordings. You you could uh do you want to use his recording or my recording? Let's use yours. Come on. Come uh on. well the thing is he's not singing on my album cuz we were already broken up. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It's fine. So we could do why don't we do Hey 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 which we wrote together yeah. and All my right, version cool. features Andy Mays from the Sky Diggers. Aww. Which who I love. And I just ran into at the coffee shop the other day and cried in his arms. There's a lot of crying going on. I should have been hired as you know those Italian criers that you, they used to the bring to the crier. yeah yes to the funerals. I know them. I was. Do them. you know your ha- hail marys though? Like could you Ave go Maria, piena di grazie, Signore, con te tu sei benedetto fra le donne. I know all the prayers. I have three clergymen in my family. One's a bishop in Africa. Santa Maria, Madre, Madre di Dio, prega per noi pregatori. Oh yeah, bring it. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrea Ramelo, thank you for opening up. Mm-hmm. Any last words for our gentle listeners? Here it comes now that the Tom Wilson co-write. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Featuring Andy, Andy Mars. Here May- it comes. <laughs> Andy Mays. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much.
so much andrea for your hospitality and sharing your wisdom with us uh gentle listener check us out again in two weeks at industry tactics on twitter tweet us let us know what you're thinking if you're are you still even on twitter find me on instagram then do what you got to do at friendly rich let me know if you love what you're hearing any guest suggestions i'll take it all doesn't mean i'm gonna listen i hope you're listening www.friendlyrich.com to learn more. I love you.